Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. everyone hey hello hi uh we missed you last week what no we didn't yeah no no no. there was a whole ass week that we didn't have anything published no we we remember we did those two episodes yeah yeah yeah. and that covered while we were gone i thought you timed it i thought you timed it no no. So we were gone when no. when we did the M86. That was published. We were out of the country, having no, we a good old family trip. Can't confirm this <laughs> information. And then we just got back um, last week. And can't believe that you're exposing this information well, to the public. What am I supposed to say? Look, we may or may not have flown with a famous uh, international rugby player who I may have spoken to for like five syllables. Matt is basically famous now. He's starting a new life. Yeah. So anyways, we missed you. We thought we would get to shit last week. We did not. Uh, so we're coming to you fresh this week. All good with a good new topic that I've been wanting to cover for kind of a while. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. About that. Yeah. What about it? Nothing. Just do the housekeeping, and then I'll do my little joke. Oh, God. Okay. Um, all right. So before we get into today's topic, like three housekeeping items. The first one is we're on all your favorite social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And um, if social media is not really your thing, but you would like to send us a message, you can send us an email at boostandconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, what else? The if stickers. You, if you, yeah, yeah. If, if you, you, if you like the pod, if you and like you, our pod, and you would like to support us, the best way that you could do that is by leaving a review or subscribing and following whatever the hell it's called on your platform of choice. Uh, and uh, tell a friend. Yeah, tell, someone that tell you don't like. Friends. Someone that you don't yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. If you want to spread some word of mouth, that's also nice. Get your memas listening to us. And um, if you leave a review uh, wherever you listen to your podcast and you take a screenshot of it and you send it to us, uh, we will send you some boosts and confused stickers in the mail for free. Your Mima might like Carol Ann's potty mouth. Yeah, she might. I, I, I might like, take her back. I like that Carol girl. She, she really <laughs> says how it is. I just have to say Starbucks spelled my name correctly this week, um, and I didn't even spell it for them. The cat? The cat spelled your name? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it was amazing. Like, I was on cloud nine for kind of a while. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, the last one is, uh, what are are we drinking? Well, I have a can of Kirkland Signature (laughs) (laughs) Citra Hop Session IPA. It's an IPA from Costco. 
Yeah, and it's actually really good. It's pretty good. It's pretty I good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it is a five percent. It's all but five percent. It's four point nine percent alcohol. Um, it's a little bitter. Um, and it says on the can, um, that the gravity, um, is eleven percent. I don't know what that means. I'm gonna throw this and see what happens. All right. Well, behind the scenes moment, he threw it. Nothing happened. I, I really thought that it was going to like float or something like Nothing. only 11% gravity. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't. For all this space episodes that we just did, we are not science people. I am not a very wise man. <laughs> um, all right. We should probably get into today's episode. What? Content warning. Um, if you got kids around, I don't know why you'd have kids listening to the show. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, but this will contain graphic information. We talk about big PP. God, you know. Big PP? Small PP. I, you know what's funny is as I was getting ready to introduce this topic, I was like, do I make a big PP joke? And I was like, no, that's immature. Um, that's what I'm here for. I'm literally, this is all I'm good for. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so today we are going to talk about uh PPP. <laughs> oh. The Paycheck Protection Program, but we're specifically going to be talking about the fraud and why it's being called the biggest fraud in a generation. PP fraud. Yeah, big. Um big fraud. Well, since we're not talking about big PPs, let me just close my laptop and my all my notes. Yeah, you had so many notes. I had a lot of <laughs> really good notes yeah really good with notes. this big pp stuff yeah 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 this is great just gonna be super ad-libbed so uh for anyone who i guess maybe has been living under a rock for the last three years two years how long has this been happening it's been 15 <laughs> years uh so the ppp is the paycheck protection program it was a well i guess is technically a 953 billion dollar business loan program that uh the feds created under you know the trump administration back in 2020 um through the cares act which is the covid aid relief and economic security act and it was specifically created to help businesses and self-employed workers and sole proprietors and nonprofits and you know tribal businesses to just be able to keep paying their workers right so we didn't have this massive uh group of people who f suddenly found themselves unemployed and you know uh out of jobs literally overnight in some cases well, these people should have thought about getting a job <laughs> yeah. or having a job and getting covid yeah they should have thought about this three or four years ago yeah it's really all about planning if they had stopped eating so much avocado toast they would have been able to continue on like normal through covid through business shutdowns without loans this is literally why our <laughs> economy is why it is right now because these stupid millennials yeah. and their avocados and their avocado toast i will say it is kind of you know no i'm not getting on an avocado toast get on your soapbox right now i'm not doing that. get on that avocado so, box so back to the ppp um it's like a super low interest rate loan it's like one percent or something like that but um 
you know, the loan itself is about equal to 2.5 times the average monthly payroll costs that you input when you're doing the application. And so the loan could actually be used to cover payroll or rent or interest and utilities. What made the loan itself so enticing, besides the super low interest rate, was that the loan itself could actually be completely or partially forgiven, um, you know, if the employees were kept employed and the, the wages were being paid for the employees. And so the, it was the U.S. SBA, the Small Business Administration, that was heading this up. Um, and the deadline for applying was back in like 2021. So you've Missed the boat. It was like 2019. God, what a what a wild last few years we've had. It just doesn't end, does it? <laughs> Honestly, I haven't noticed. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, thinking back on this, how well did this really help the economy? Like, how much did just funneling all this money to these businesses really keep things afloat? Um, well, <laughs> some economists have found that the PPP did not really save as many jobs as purported and aided too many businesses that were not actually at any sort of risk whatsoever. Um, so other programs like unemployment insurance or food assistance and aid to state and local governments have been potentially found to be like more reliable or better suited for you know, helping people <laughs> than uh, funneling money to companies who then try to funnel it to their own pockets or to their employees, um, you know. But you can't really, you can't really measure like businesses that would have closed and, you know, the number of jobs that were or were not saved. So that's the kind of tricky part to measure the success. But um, where, where was this funnel located? And why didn't we get some of this funnel? Um, because I don't feel like committing fraud um, and getting the IRS on my back. <laughs> Whenever you tell me that we have a letter from the IRS, I get, so I get a little sweaty. I get so nervous. It, we, when we were getting IRS letters every time that there'd be like a, um, a stimulus check, um, It'd be like, you know, we would get it through direct deposit, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but we'd get a letter in the mail that was like, hey, you're getting this this check from the government and here's what it's about. But we'd get the letter and we're like, holy oh, shit. Oh, no, they figured it out. <laughs> they got us. We, we like are so meticulous about taxes and everything, but I'm just waiting for something to come from them. Like I may have fibbed a little bit about the gas miles and I just wanted to, you know, pay myself back so like i may or may not have like said that i i drove like three times around the earth yeah that's a tax write-off right i mean yeah if lauren bobert can do it like why why oh can't i god. do it oh god all right i'm not doing this you're really tempting me into these little tangents and i'm just trying to have like a a good little not tangenty i'm gonna get you <laughs> You said, I want to be in bed in like 20 minutes, and that ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess if we're thinking about how effective the PPP loans were and how much it really helped the economy and businesses, um, 
I think this is the part where I say hindsight is twenty twenty. Can I say uh, that here? Twenty twenty. Yeah. Does that apply? Twenty twenty. Uh, because. Yeah, I mean, because that's the saying, but also because <laughs> twenty twenty being the year. Uh, okay, so we're halfway through twenty twenty two. It's like June twelfth as we record this. There have been so many stories and reports coming out calling the PPP loans like the biggest fraud in a generation. And I don't doubt that like PPP loans helped some businesses stay afloat during COVID. Um, I think there are people that were genuinely helped by these loans, but you also have to remember the news headlines that were coming out um, when, God, I can't remember what had happened if it was just like, if it was leaked information or if it was just made public of who actually received these loans and it came out like massive corporations or, you know, like people that should not have fucking gotten these loans, got the loans and took money away from smaller mom and pop shops that maybe took a little bit longer on the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, it's like you go to pot belly, get like a nice, nice pot belly sandwich. Uh... Like a nice mom and pop shop from like a pot belly and like all like that meat spills out on the side. You know, I still have not eaten at a pot belly. I mean, even before they committed massive fraud, I think I might have been there like twice in my life. I used to go to pot belly all the time. Um, all right. So let's talk about some of the people who like maybe helped themselves a little bit too much. Uh, so experts say that the theft is of as much as $80 billion. Oh, my gosh. Or about 10% of the, like, $800 billion that was actually handed out from these loans. Um, that's on top of the $90 billion to $400 billion that was believed to have been stolen from the $900 billion COVID unemployment relief program, um, half of which... Uh, was taken by like international fraudsters which Internet? is crazy yeah oh i mean gosh. it's it's really bad it's really bad we're not going to focus so much on the covid unemployment relief stuff we're going to talk about the ppp specifically throughout <laughs> most of this god you're so immature oh, all right so uh for a lot of these um stories i'm going to go through you can actually go through like I think it's like justice.gov and literally just search like COVID-19 fraud. <laughs> and there's so many um, like stories of people that they've arrested and like brought charges against who um, are just complete fucking idiots. Like if you're going to commit fraud, do it in like a not obvious way. I don't know. Like do it well. Yeah. Do it better. Be smarter. Do better. Anyways. We need better criminals. <laughs> so there's this article in mid-March that comes out from NBC News, and um, they said that federal prosecutors have so far brought more than 1,000 criminal cases related to fraud losses of over $1 billion, and civil cases have been filed against 1,800 people uh, related to over $6 billion in loans. Um, but this also includes fraud from things like COVID unemployment. So it's not sp like specifically just PPP loans, but it's inclusive of that. Um, so we're going to talk about like some of the more notable cases for the PPP fraud. 
Let's let's hear it. This may come as a shock to people, but there's a lot of Florida cases for some reason or another. <laughs> I don't know. Why is it always Florida? I, it's always Florida. So the first one that we're going to talk through uh, takes us to good old Miami with a man named David Hines, who's 29. And he um, admitted to a fraud scheme that netted him $3.9 million, according to his guilty plea. And he said in court papers that he struggled with addiction. He bought a $318,000 Lamborghini. And he also spent thousands on luxury hotels and jewelry and clothing and dating sites. Uh, what is he like paying dating for? Sites? Yeah, is he like paying for like super swipes on Tinder? What's a super swipe? I don't, it, I think, oh no, it's not super swipe. I think it's super like. Super swipe. It's like, it's like where you, where you, um, both like swipe on someone and then you get like a bowl of soup brought to your door by super swipe by Stop DoorDash. It. This episode brought to you by DoorDash. <laughs> DoorDash is gonna fucking sue us. <laughs> we did not <laughs> we did not pay these people to talk about us on their shit podcast. On their shitty pod. We're and not associated and also we didn't take any PPP loans. We we've actually lost money since this episode aired. Um, yeah. So anyways, the feds obviously came for Heinz. They took his car. They took not the Lamborghini. (laughs) They took as much money from him as they could. But like in so many of these cases, these fucking people take exorbitant amounts of money and then just go do shit with like, like if you have just a normal Joe Schmo lifestyle beforehand and then you all of a sudden live this very lavish lifestyle where you're staying at like the Ritz like three times a week. Like, don't you think that's going to set off some fucking alarms? Wouldn't you want to live under the radar a little bit more? It's like, what, what did this guy do before he became a millionaire? That's a great question. I would love to know, I, but I don't. Okay. Yeah, I, sorry. All right. I have no answers. What a loser yeah. this, this, this <laughs> young fellow is. Yeah. Sorry, David. Um, also in Miami, um, a man and woman admitted to a very complex scheme in which they claimed that they were operating farms with like a shitload of employees. Um, but in reality, uh, they gave addresses for like small single family homes in the middle of the city so when an investigator drove to the location of the farm they found there was no farm so it was uh like neighbors that went in on this together their last names were stanley and phyllis uh they submitted four fraud applications for over 1.1 million so was it that easy was it that easy to apply for all this free money that's what I like kind of don't understand. I've been trying to put the pieces together. Like I think the application itself, if you're a legitimate business, maybe that's what it is. If you're a legitimate business, you should have that information handy, right? But like it might take you a minute to go through and verify. Uh, and I think that's what a lot of mom and pop shops ran into is like they don't have the same accountants that a larger company would have like a pot belly would have that could get you through an application pretty well, quickly. Yeah, it's it's like their 18 year old son who's good at math yeah <laughs> um but if you're just making shit up then 
you really don't have anything you need to worry about <laughs> in terms of cross-reference. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess for them it was that easy. Uh, there's another Florida case. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Prosecutors charged a man who they say used proceeds from a $7.2 million emergency loan uh, to buy a 12,579-square-foot mansion, a Lincoln Navigator car, a Maserati, and a Mercedes-Benz. At least he was being low-key about it. Yeah, <laughs> really modest. And I have to wonder, too, if somebody were to go through with that loan but then not change a single thing about their lifestyle, maybe, like, a few upgrades here and there, like a new TV or maybe you take a, a, a trip somewhere, um the business trip yeah 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 business expense um would they have been caught i don't know they would still have to pay it back right sure yeah theoretically yeah okay yeah okay yeah um this one i think is the most wild to me that i've heard and it's also one of the most fucked up so a California couple were convicted in June of stealing $18 million, with which they bought three houses, diamonds, gold coins, luxury watches, expensive furniture, and a ton of other valuables. And just as they were to be sentenced, they cut off their ankle bracelets and fled, leaving their children behind. How old were their kids? I could not find something that confirmed it but young enough to be called children that is a a new level of low yeah and they were captured in february in montenegro <laughs> and the man was sentenced to 17 17 years in prison and his wife got six years so um yeah that's pretty low pretty low what they should have done was buy nfts <laughs> make that money back and then give the money back to the government. They would never bat an eye at that. <laughs> I read somebody said NFTs were beanie babies, but for... For neckbeards. Yeah, but they didn't say neckbeards. They said something else that was fucking hilarious. I cannot remember oh, what it I was called. Know. Oh, it'll come back to me at some point, I'm sure. You know, it's I... really funny. I genuinely felt like we were missing out on NFTs. I was I was like confused. I was upset. I was like, oh, this is this is this is the thing that we're missing out on. This is like the GameStop stock. I still got that sweet AMC stock. Any day, <laughs> baby, we're going We've to the made moon. eight dollars. <laughs> oh yeah. Um so a guy named Elias Eldaba Eldaba? I don't know, it's a very long last name. Um, lives in Washington, D.C., uh, had no criminal record prior to this, but he was charged last summer with trying to steal $17 million from PPP and <laughs> another program. Um, but he had a degree in like computer engineering from uh, California State University and worked in like a bunch of different tech jobs. And um, they seized a shitload of property from him, but also a Tesla Model 3. So just trying to fit in with the California lifestyle. Well, I mean, and his, like, it's probably on recall anyways, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, so he was released, right, which is the case for a lot of these people. They're nonviolent, so they're being released as they're waiting for trial. But uh, he, <laughs> as he was uh, waiting, 
um, he was charged with a new crime of attempting to defraud a bank while he was waiting for his trial for the PPP fraud, which is great. Super smart. Um, and the next one is also California. This guy named Robert Ben Levy uh, submitted 27 PPP loan applications to four banks between April and June on behalf of eight companies solely owned by him. Uh, and in his fraud applications, he represented that each of his companies had 100 employees and an average monthly payroll of $400,000, even though he knew that the companies did not have any employees or payroll expenses. Um, so he fabricated IRS documents that falsely stated each of the companies had an annual payroll of $4.8 million. <laughs> I just like, I don't know, man. If I'm going to commit fraud... I don't know. I don't know if I'd, maybe it's like dream big and just see what happens because you got nothing else going for you. Or would you like just do something small and hope you get away with it? Because the IRS is too fucking understaffed and has been for decades. Oh, are they? Noted. Oh my God. Yeah. As I would fill out the form for the loan, I would write like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm lying. And then just submit it. (laughs) See what happens. Because, I mean, if they approve you after that, then... Well, he was being honest. Yeah, it's not your fault. And then in in court, my attorney would say, well, he did say he was lying. Yeah. <laughs> and you approved him anyways. I think what's really interesting is um, there's this whole study being done right now or research that's being done right now of which types of institutions approved the most fraudulent applications and they found that fintech companies were like they made up like 54 percent of the fraudulent loans that were approved and like handled um versus like other more traditional banking institutions Uh, yes that probably had better vetting fintech being like financial yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I I knew that I was yeah. hoping. I, I was just going to say that for all of our listeners who don't know what fintech yeah. is. <laughs> Matt just has like these dead eyes staring at me from across the table. Uh, okay. So the last one I think I have is kind of crazy too. So it's this woman named Amanda Gloria who is from like Atlas, Oklahoma. Um, no, not Atlas. Altus, Oklahoma. Altus, that sounds... <laughs> Atlas, I, I would live there, despite the tornadoes. Yeah. Um, so she admitted that she conspired to submit at least 153 fraudulent PPP applications. She's got a lot of fucking time on her hands. A lot of balls. A lot of That's fucking lot of time balls. on her hands. Um, seeking a total of approximately $43.8 million on behalf of at least 111 entities. So she was like helping a lot of people fill out these fake loan applications too, which I'm sure she also got absolutely nailed for. So she um, submitted all these applications. The uh, recipient entities unlawfully obtained approximately $32.5 million in PPP loans, of which she personally received at least uh, $1.7 million from. That seems like a smarter move, though. We're like, hey, I'm not going to take the loan, but I'm going to help you, and you got to give me some of it. 
Yeah, I don't know. If my name is going on 153 PPP loans I would that change I know my are name. fake as hell, I would change my <laughs> then name. Then I probably uh, would not do it. Yeah. Get like a fake phone number, fake address, fake everything. Yeah. I'd even wear like a little like glasses with the mustache, the mustache on it. Uh-huh. Over to my, cover your mustache. To cover my mustache. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They'd never suspect a thing. Um, what I think is crazy though, is like this kind of stuff, these individual ones are huge dollar amounts. Um, at least in my mind, like $30 million is a lot of money, but then you put it in perspective, 30 million in just this case versus 80 million, 80, sorry, 80 billion suspected having been just gone, uh, for, for, you know, fraud cases, Um, but it doesn't even cover the companies and individuals who got loans that shouldn't have like Joel Osteen's mega church. What a good man he is. Yeah. Joel Joel Osteen is a shitty human being. When, oh, when did that hurricane happen? Years ago. You remember when he refused to let people use his mega amphitheater church thing? For shelter. For shelter. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Piece of shit. Joel Osteen. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. his church got four point four million and then they paid it back because of criticism. Um, and like we were talking about before, I still won't eat out of Potbelly because of their PPP bullshit. <laughs> so Potbelly. That's the yeah. only company that I know of because I'm a child and I don't look at business stuff. Yeah, it's well, this next business one is interesting and maybe a good one to um end on so this whole blurb is from i don't remember where it's from somewhere in the show notes uh maybe the wiki for it but uh businesses with addresses at properties owned by president trump and advisor jared kushner received at least 25 ppp loans totaling over 3.65 million Of these businesses, 15 reported having no more than one employee each, or they did not self-report how many employees they had. Uh, Triumph Restaurant Corporation at the Trump International Hotel and Tower in NYC received a PPP loan of $2.1 million, and it reported having zero employees. The business later closed. (laughs) How's he doing these days? Uh, Which one? Trump. I'm How's he doing? Unsure. How's he doing? Unsure. The last I read, he threw Ivanka, uh, his favorite child, under the bus uh, for saying that Bill Barr was uh, correct in his assessment of January 6th and the election. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ex-favorite child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so on the individual level, there's a website... Uh, in our show notes called Arnold and Porter. That's like a fraud tracker. I don't think it's, con- uh, um, I don't think it covers like everything, but there's a lot of stuff on there. So the lowest amount that someone's been found guilty of frauding is like $13,000. Uh, that dude went to prison for 18 months and the highest amount on this tracker, at least is no- 9.5 million and this dude was just indicted like mid-May like a few weeks ago so there's no jail sentence yet um but if 13k gets you 18 months 9.5 million is gonna That's get gonna you a, a while it's gonna be a little bit more <laughs> yeah it's gonna get you a while so well that's today's episode uh 
don't go fraud in the IRS or the U.S. government because they will find you. If I've learned anything today, it's that. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they even got Al Capone, and they didn't get him for all the the shiesty stuff that he he did. They got him on taxes. That's how they get you. It's, they it's, always know how much money way. you owe. It's the yeah. clean way. Yeah. They always know what you owe and how much money you get. So, yeah, that's that's it for today's episode. Uh, if you find that interesting, there's a bunch of links in the show notes. You can read more stories. You can uh, go to justice.gov and just literally Google uh, COVID-19 fraud and read through some of the hilarious stories of people who thought they were going to get away with um, massive massive amounts of fraud but i guess there are other people who are getting away with fraud and are laughing about it right now (laughs) because they'll never be caught so well all right yeah that's today's episode uh i'm gonna i'm gonna stop submitting my document (laughs) for a loan great well the program i think is closed so no it was this guy his name was like i don't know he said that he was a loan shark what like a lone shark like a solo shark a shark all by himself he was just trying to like i'm leaving this pod immediately i'm gonna leave a recording and i'm just gonna start (laughs) talking about stuff all right well thanks so much for joining us uh we release episodes every monday usually sometimes every every monday except when we don't (laughs) we strive for mondays and uh we'll see you next week all right okay bye okay bye